Hello there. Welcome. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree Called Odd Numbers. In this case, it's episode number 20. Hey y'all, we made it. Every other Monday, my guest and I choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Do we always stay on topic? Not quite, but it's always a fun talk, and I think you'll like it. The topic for this episode is joy, things that bring us joy specifically, and my guest is the incomparable Kelly Joy Ladd. Joy is literally her middle name. We do talk about some stuff that bring us no cheer whatsoever, but mainly... It's about the artifacts and things we've collected that remind us of a specific happy time in our lives. Also, the music that moves us. Also, the desserts that move us. I'm looking at you, Market on South Street. For more on this episode, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Mark with a C on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Good morning. You're listening to Odd Numbers, episode 20. Here we are at episode 20, and I couldn't think of a better guest to have for this momentous occasion, because I want to make her even more nervous. I'm just going to mention <laughs> that the, this is the 20th episode, so this is the most important episode of a podcast. Oh, wow. That you, I'm just kidding. I don't know what the most important... <laughs> you know, the most important episode of a podcast is always the next one, because you should keep going no matter what. Good morning. My name is Nick. I do this every week, and the person you're hearing is Kelly Joy Ladd, a returning guest and an amazing, amazing artist. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming back. Uh, you were back. You were here back in March. If anybody wants to listen to that episode and get to know you a little bit better, they can listen to that at toacertaindegree.com or wherever you get a podcast. So that could be Apple. That could be Google. That could be Spotify. That could be Stitcher. That could be PodRant. That could be CastNet. I don't know. I'm making up some of these names. I'm assuming there's a bunch of other places you can get podcasts and you can get them, you can, yeah, to a certain degree, all of those places. Cool. Yeah, I go to Stitcher. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Great. And uh, Kelly, so you're back today. We're going to do less of an interview because I've already done that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to in- re-interview you. Although, do you, thinking back on it, did you want to change any of your answers? No, I liked all my answers. Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah. So that works out really well. And what we're doing today is more of a theme-based thing. And so I asked you, Kelly, Kelly Joy Lad, what are we going to do the show about? And you said, Nick? Nick, let's talk about joy. What brings you joy? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love everything about that. So, of course, we're on the, everyone's on sort of the Maria Kondo kick where they're getting rid of stuff and only keeping the things that bring us joy, mm-hmm. decluttering and all of that. So I was thinking a lot about the stuff that, you know, I keep, the artifacts that I keep. And one thing that kept coming up, of course, was music. Huh. So I have this this hard drive of music that I've kept forever. You know, 30,000 songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've listened to all of them, but I've tried to at some point. But, uh, you know, that's the type of music I'm going to play today, stuff that's meaningful to me. Oh, nice. And we're going to talk a little bit about music, I'm sure. But to start us off, Mark with a C, of course, there, with one of these are going to be your day from his latest album, Obscurity. He's got some interesting shows coming up. He's been a guest here on the show a couple of times now. And he's a local artist. So I think that, you know, that's something that whenever you get to go see live music, there's something about that experience, right? You're in there with other people and you're, like you all are listening to the music at the same time, experiencing at the same time. And there's that energy of it. Yeah. I love that energy. And like it just 
lights you up. Right. And, yeah. you know, it, it's funny because it's like sometimes when you're thinking about going to a show, like, oh, it's downtown and I'll have to park and I'll have to do all these things. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did this. I'm so glad. And so that's how I always feel about, you know, going to see Mark with a C or listening to his music at home, especially on uh, records. So, Kelly. Yes. Things that bring us joy. Things that bring us joy. I just mentioned records. So mm-hmm. what about like what are some of the what's one artifact that you have that you're like, I can never get rid of this or reminds you of a time like what's one of those things for you when it comes to things that bring you joy? Well, when my husband and I travel, we always collect rocks and even my son now when, when we were when we first got together, we used to travel a lot. Mm hmm. Now we travel as a family, but we collect rocks. And um, we used to collect um, little sand from wherever we go, and we used to label them from. Oh, yeah, put them in a little little uh, glass jar, yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I can never get rid of the rocks. Like, <laughs> so you have all of those and you have you labeled the rocks? Like, how do you have them displayed? Well, um, we have some of them displayed. I used to label them, but things got busy, so I don't really label them anymore. Um, but I just like the fact that I have all these different types of rocks from all over the place. And and I just the collective, I like that energy of just like, yeah. And, and my friends give me rocks when they travel. And oh, things. nice. Yeah, so it's a nice... Like just the whole world, all the different parts and pieces are all in like a little area. So when I, if I were to get you some gifts, like a boulder would be the most impressive. Oh, I would love it. I okay. would put it in my backyard. Okay. Like, I would love it. Yeah. I'll just drop it off. <laughs> just like shove it out of the back of my truck. Um, I did that once. I went to Greece when I was way too young to really appreciate it. I was 20 years old. And at the time, it wasn't even that I was just going there and partying and ignoring the history of it. I was very shy. I was very introverted. And so I ended up staying with the aunt and uncle Mm -hmm. that I was staying with and barely traveled, barely did any anyway. But the rocks on the beaches of Rhodes were really neat because they're all sort of, it's all rocky beaches. And they're all smoothed down from being there for over the years. But when they're dry... They look very gray and lifeless. And then when they get wet, you get all this color yeah. in them. And you see the streaks and everything. Yeah, yeah. So that I thought was really neat. I wish I still had some of those rocks. I don't think I have any of those anymore. So I guess I'll have to go back at some point. Mm-hmm. It'll be really terrible for me to have to <laughs> travel again. Is that so having grown up, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, I grew up in um, uh, my family owned gift shops. So I'm not much of a souvenir person. I think that what happens is when you work in a gift shop and you deal with people getting their souvenirs and their trinkets and stuff, you're like, okay, it's got to be really meaningful or special if I'm going to bring something back. So I like the idea of rocks. Yeah. Instead, do you get anything else when you're traveling or do you try to like collect Um, anything else, like bring back the museum guides or things like that? No, I get, um, my son gets t-shirts. Okay. Yeah, um, just so he has something to remember. But um, like going back to the rocks, like my dad got me a rock from um, Rome and like near the Colosseum. And I always just think like, what kind of ancient guy or girl like kicked this? Like they're walking around with their big robes yep. on. And I was just think like, who kicked this rock? And like, did they pick this up? Like, was it used to stone somebody? Yeah, I yeah. hope not. <laughs> but- yeah, that's some bad juju you're bringing into your house. 
But yeah, it was just like those types of things of like who saw this rock and like where did this come from and that sort of thing. Well, that brings up another question. Do you like do some sort of do you sage your stuff when you get it and you bring it in? Do you do any sort of ritual to it to make sure that all the bad juju is gone? No, I never really thought about it mm. until just now. <laughs> But that's, um, thanks a that's lot. That's the great thing about the show, yeah. <laughs> no. Really make you think about it. <laughs> no, I think just the fact that I picked it up and there's a good memory attached to it, it mm-hmm. washes it all that, away. That makes it go away. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All right. Very nice. I'm trying to think if there's anything else from traveling that I will pick up. But, you know, thinking about some of the things you think you're going to bring back and keep and put into, I don't know, like a scrapbook or something. You know, I've collected... Uh, metro cards from oh. traveling on the subway and little maps and especially stuff from like the museums if you get something that shows the the outline of it or the you know the floor plan and such um, and I never end up keeping those things I know me neither you're like oh I'm gonna do something with this and yeah. then like it becomes clutter and then you're like eh yeah. And bring me joy and let me toss it. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's something to be said for that is not to necessarily bring back everything and then decide what is a meaningful thing is maybe just to live in the moment more, look around at the museum or the art gallery or wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I'm kind of bad at now, especially with when you had a camera, when you had a dedicated camera and you were carrying that around, you could bring it out and take a picture. Yeah. And you felt almost obligated to do that. And now when it comes to my phone, like I'm realizing looking back at Google Photos, I'm like, I don't have very many pictures of me and my kids. Like I'll take pictures for the show. I'll take pictures for work. I'll do that sort of thing. But I'm kind of not taking pictures. Well, also they're not as little and I think when they're little, you take more pictures. And then once they get a bit older... They're, they're less like, cute. <laughs> that, yeah. And you're like, like they don't want to sit in there and smile. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, they definitely don't smile. But I think that on its own is kind of funny. Because <laughs> this is... Oh, remember this time when you were being a jerk? <laughs> but yeah, as far as artifacts go, I think the other thing is, since we don't print them out anymore... Yes. Is, you know, we kind of take it... I, I do... I take it a little more for granted because I'm thinking about, okay, am I going to use this for Instagram? I don't really share pictures of my family online anywhere, even on my Facebook, uh, because I feel like from a privacy perspective, I'm Mm -hmm. just like, that's, that's kind of a dicey area. And so, uh, yeah. So do you take a lot of pictures when you guys go places? We do. We do. And a few years ago I went and I printed a whole bunch of them like thousands and I started putting them in photo albums mm-hmm. again but I haven't done that in a while so I think I I was just thinking about this the other day like I need to go and print them all out again and get some more photo albums because I love photo albums yeah like, being able to look at again that artifact of you know sitting down and uh just getting a little kick out of the oh well, gosh I almost forgot about yeah, that exactly. yeah exactly and like it because like Really, if your house is burning down, that would be the one thing i grab is the photo albums. Is the photo albums. Yeah. Not so much your husband and child. <laughs> well, I hope they can yeah. fend for themselves, but if they can't, they'll Guys, take. fend for yourself. <laughs> i got to get the photo albums. I understand. I understand. Is that, I wonder if that's, I feel like that's too much of an extreme if you're looking at like what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if there was an emergency, if we had to pack our car up and leave. 
what would I put in it? Right. Like that almost seems too extreme to me because then I'll just feel bad about all the other things and want to get rid of them. Oh, that's true. <laughs> like, I don't need this now. Yeah, What's I would not point? bring you with me if there was a hurricane evacuation. So should I even have you? <laughs> that That's my husband. He's a minimalist. So that's his dream. He's like, I just get rid of everything. And as an artist, I would imagine it's hard for you to be a minimalist. I am so not a minimalist. I... So even yeah. not, could I take out the disclaimer as an artist? <laughs> so just as Kelly Joy as Lad. Kelly Joy Lad. I mean, I, I would like to get rid of stuff, mm -hmm. but in my mind, it's like, what can I make out of this? What can yeah, I do with this? Yeah, what if I was to, or when I have the time, I yes, can. I can do this. Yeah. And I, but like my studio, it's filled with stuff. Like it's filled with potentials. And, um, but yeah, but that, it's starting to creep into the rest of the house too. So <laughs> just looking in the couch, it's not stuffing anymore. It's just paper in there. Paper and pencils and what's in here. Yeah. So we should mention uh, Kelly Joy Ladd is here. She's actually got a show going on at the City Arts Factory. City Arts. City Art. Oh, it's not yeah, factory it's anymore. Not factory That's right. Anymore. Okay. Because they moved. So yeah. it used to be the gallery at Avalon Island. And now it has become City Arts. Yes. And it's all redesigned. It's all really nice and new on the inside. So if you haven't been in a while, uh, take a moment to go. And go especially before July 13th because that's when this show is up. And it's a really interesting show, right? It's all Is it all female artists? It's all female artists. Um, the downtown district um, invited... Uh, five female cur curators and um, Ran Suk Young, she put this show on and what's really cool about it is that there's three artists. Um, there's one of them, she is um, a Brooklyn-based artist and she, uh, her name is Sun K. Quack, and she created a piece on the wall during the opening and um, so it's a site-specific piece and then the other piece or the other artist is uh, Maya Gelfman and she is from Israel and um, so so it's really cool um, so I'm so honored that I was invited to be with uh, to show with these other two artists and I love your work you were the first time I saw you was at the Manila Museum last year yes. so for the Orlando uh, show that they did there. You were one of the featured artists and yes. it's amazing. Oh, thanks. And so from, if you don't have a chance to go listen to, or you didn't have a chance before this episode to listen to the last episode or look up Kelly Joy Ladd, uh, Kelly works uh, pretty much exclusively with paper. Yes. And except that lately I've been dabbling with rope. With a rope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons for that is you were uh, painting, I think before and doing mm -hmm. some traditional art and it turns out your husband had an allergy to a lot of different chemicals, including most of paint. Most of paint, exactly. Um, so you started uh, kind of dabbling with paper and then realized how much fun it could be, mm -hmm. how much fun you were having with it and what you could uh, do with it. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's been really amazing to see sort of some of the pieces that you have. So I would encourage people to follow you on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, just look up Kelly Joy Ladd. She'll be the only artist named Kelly Joy Ladd, <laughs> possibly the only person named Kelly Joy Ladd out there, and uh, take a look at some of your work. Thanks. Yeah, it's um, very textured um, 3D art. 
and big, large scale. Yep. And now rope related. Now rope. I'm playing yeah. with rope. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to another song for now and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about things that bring us joy. Uh, we both got a few uh, also things from people out there when we put this up on Facebook and Instagram and ask people for feedback. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that as well, because it's not just things that bring us joy. Right. It's, you know, places that bring us joy or, you know, uh, activities. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's listen to and, and I'll tell you the story about why this song is included. But this is a Radiohead with uh, from their album, OK Computer. And in general, like, obviously, I'm fairly basic. So Radiohead is going to be one of my favorite bands. But there is a story to go along with this. So this is Let Down on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. It is never too early to start thinking about Maker Fair Orlando. It's back for an eighth year, once again at the Central Florida Fairgrounds on November 9th and 10th, 2019. If you want to go, early bird tickets will go on sale in July. That's big time discounts for you, smart person buying your tickets early. If you're a maker, and by that I mean you're an artist, an engineer, a tinkerer, a hobbyist, you have a passion project and you want to share it with an audience, we need you. Be on the lookout for the Maker application in July as well. And we will need volunteers. Last year we had over 200 volunteers helping out and in some cases getting their community service hours in exchange for free entry. What could be better than that? If you can't wait till November, guess what? Tampa is hosting a mini Maker Fair on July 27th. Search for Maker Fair Orlando and the Tampa Mini Maker Fair on Facebook and sign up for email updates at makerfairorlando.com. That's fair with an E, by the way. Now, back to the show. Radiohead on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album OK, Computer. OK. OK, Computer. <laughs> uh, that was let down. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This is episode 20. Kelly, Joy, Lad, returning guest is here. Yay. Hi, everybody. Good morning to you. We're talking about things that bring us joy. And the reason I played Radiohead is yeah, one of my favorite bands. Uh, came along at a time in my life when um, influenced me very much. And, you know, that there's that music that hits you. Mm-hmm. Just right at the right time. There's that song that is so meaningful to you that sometimes the lyrics stop you dead in your tracks. But this was, I was with a friend of mine. Uh, we were up in Chicago and we were driving around. He basically uh, was doing an internship up there with United Airlines. And his girlfriend at the time had sent him, because it didn't have a CD player in his car and he didn't have a CD player. He was just like... Um, Uh, basically bought the cheapest car he could staying at the cheapest place he could so he could do this internship uh so he she dubbed a tape for him Hmm. of okay computer so it was the first time both of us were listening to it and we were both big fans and so we're really excited driving around like outside of chicago not in chicago Mm -hmm. uh in this very very beat up old uh pickup truck and that song came on and if you know the album, uh, the order of the tracks, the next song is Karma Police, mm. which is great because it's a, it's a really good song. So there's that kind of bibu babu beep at the end of Letdown. And then some weirdness started happening on the tape. And so for about 10 minutes, we were listening to the tape being eaten 
not knowing that it wasn't a Radiohead song, <laughs> that they weren't just experimenting or doing something like that. And I just, I love everything about that because it was just like this perfect time, this captured moment, this this 10 minutes where, you know, you're just like, huh, is this what we're supposed to be listening to? <laughs> So anytime I think of that and anytime I tell that story, you know, and that's one of the things, too, about things that bring us joy is like, you know, telling the same story over and over Mm -hmm. again, even to the people who have heard it um, is just so there's so much fun in that. And there's so much just, uh, you know, that you get to relive that for a second. So I appreciate it whenever somebody's listening to my stories. Thank you. Kelly, for listening to You're my story. Welcome. You're welcome. I like your Radiohead story. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I have a Radiohead story. Do you really? I do. My um, husband and I, we were traveling down to Key West. He asked me one day, he's like, if you can go anywhere, where would you go right now? And I was like, let's go to Key West. So we were driving down the turnpike and we stopped at a rest area. And, you know, they have like vending machines where you could buy CDs. Or I don't know if they still do, but back in the day they did. Oh, nice. And so... We um, bought a Radiohead CD from a vending machine. and Which uh, album do you I remember? I don't remember. If I saw the cover, I could tell okay. you. But then we drove all night to Key West. And then when we got there, he proposed to me. And it was like, it was just magical. So that's my Radiohead <laughs> story. <laughs> Very nice. So again, those stories, that bring us joy. You know, they're heartwarming on some level. There are, you know, they're, they're really something that, um, uh, I don't know, that we connect with. And I think we connect with other people's stories, too, because we can just put ourselves in, in both shoes. positions. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you can feel their joy when they're expressing it. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, like they really enjoyed it. I'm enjoying them enjoying it. <laughs> Very nice. Or you could tell if they're bored and they're just listening because they feel like they have to. <laughs> which I get a lot at work and stuff. Yeah. So sorry, you guys, about all my stories, but you have to listen. I don't mind. They're fun. No, I wasn't apologizing to you. (laughs) Just in general. Mainly the listeners and people I work with. You have zero choices. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, so we put this out there, like what brings you joy uh, to your followers? And did you have anybody sort of chime in on on those things? I did. I had... My friend Jessica, this is what she said. Um, Walking in the rain, snuggling with my pets, dancing to funky music, laughing with friends, growing food, and talking to strangers. And then she said, um, oh, I forgot, exploring nature, hugging trees, and skipping. See, what I like about that, and Jessica, if you're listening, is try to combine all those things. So skipping in the rain with strangers while holding your pets, uh, obviously the rain is helping you grow food. And then you can go up to a tree and talk to that too. The funny thing is, I'm sure she's already done that. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica, great job. Combining all the things that bring you joy as much as possible. And it, I joke about that, but really it's, it's interesting because you would think that if I could listen to Radiohead while I'm doing such and such, that would bring me even more joy. But sometimes it's not a combination Mm. of things. You want to do this single thing that brings you joy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I'm joking about that. But and it also sounds dangerous to talk to strangers (laughs) while skipping in the rain 
and all of those other things. Yeah. So possibly don't do that. <laughs> and then my friend Aaron, he said, um, music, making others laugh, making others happy, home cooked meals, dinner parties, fixing broken things and making ideas become a reality. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Those are all nice those things. Are some good things. So what's a, instead of uh, thinking about an artifact or a thing, what's something that brings you joy that is just a, an experience or something that you do? Um, well, what else do I do? I, well, just making art itself, yeah. you know, and being creative. And I love, I love like brainstorming with other people. And like making things like I love that creative energy mm -hmm. that you have with somebody else when you're brainstorming and, and together you collectively make something. I think that's really fun. Um, and just being creative in general. That's my like I've been creative my entire life. Just all my different jobs that I've had my whole life. Um, being a writer and being a performer at Disney and just it's always been I've had some creative outlet mm -hmm. in, in all my in my job. So like being an artist now, it all makes sense of just there's this creative energy. You had to do yeah, it. Yeah, I had to do it. So and if anybody's seen your work, just to describe it really quickly, you might cut pieces of paper, you might tear pieces of paper, but then you're in many cases uh, gluing them to a canvas of some kind Yes. in order to make a pattern or in order to uh, recreate something in nature is what right. I've seen too. Um, so a lot of times, if I remember correctly, what happens is you're, uh, you know, you're in your headspace and you're maybe drifting off to sleep and a, a vision comes yes. to you of the piece that you want to do. Yes. And I always thought that was interesting too. And that's got to be like one of the most satisfying moments is just to see this uh, almost finished piece in your head. Like, you didn't sketch for three days or mm -hmm. three weeks. You didn't uh, try a bunch of different things. You're like, this is what I'm going to make next. Exactly. And that's what happened with my latest pieces, the rope pieces. And mm -hmm. it was the first time I, I stepped away from paper. But I saw the idea in my head. Like, it was just, it was so clear. And I was like, okay, I have to figure out where to buy rope. And because and, I'm... One of the pieces I used, um, I used about 4,000 feet of rope, and a mile <laughs> is 5,260 feet. So it's almost so, a mile's worth of rope on this canvas. And so, and just for perspective, how big is the, because I've seen the picture of it, but how big is the canvas? The canvas is uh, 36 by 36. Okay, so three feet by three, three feet. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I bought 18,000 feet of rope. Um, cause I found some on sale and sure <laughs> so. three and a half miles of rope on sale. <laughs> so it's all in my studio right now. Just waiting to see what I'm going to do next with rope. <laughs> so I, and I'm sorry, I'm joking about it because I think it's really neat. Um, so when you had that vision and you saw that it was, you know, basically rope, did you think, Oh, how can I do this in paper? Or were you immediately thinking, Oh, no, now I have to buy rope. Now I have to buy rope. Oh, wow. Yeah, because in paper, to roll paper into rope, it, it wouldn't I can't be, imagine that it, it wouldn't would be... It wouldn't be uniformed. It right. wouldn't be like, yeah. sleek. So, so, yeah, rope. Rope, okay. So then next would be, I'm trying to think, paper, 
the the evolution of Kelly Joy Ladd. If we want to put some <laughs> money down on what's next, you're going to be drifting off to sleep, or you're going to be, you know, in a good headspace. You're going to be in a creative headspace, and the next thing that's going to come to you is, um, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, All right plastic but not even because the only reason i'm saying that is because as you know nick my son has a 3d printer and so maybe he can help me make some 3d printing things oh there you go and we can put it on a canvas together these things yeah Yeah, yes but i'm not sure to be honest we'll see we'll see what kind of visions i get very nice. I want to go back to for a second to that collaboration that you were describing because mm-hmm. that's I, I think that's a very joyous experience if you can help people. And I grew up, I think in a, and I don't know if this was just culturally like the eighties and the early nineties. Um, it was it felt like it was very competitive, and so mm-hmm. you didn't necessarily collaborate. You didn't necessarily share your ideas. Because you were always scared that somebody was going to steal them for themselves. So what I saw and what I saw myself and what I saw in other people was that people were hiding their light under a bushel basket Mm. or whatever the saying is, you know, but basically keeping to themselves and going, oh, okay, one day I'll do this, but I can't talk to anybody about it because if I do, then they might steal it. And now what I see with maker spaces and the different groups that are around town, the meetups even, mm-hmm. that are so much more prevalent, is that a much more collaborative process is in place. And, you know, if you have that community available to you, and I, I think of Makerspaces because that's the one I'm most used to, um, you can go and get advice. You can go and ask questions. You can go and say, hey, I'm trying to do this and get ideas on five different ways you might be able to do that. Yeah, that's that are different. That's great. And it's I think we're in a culture now where it's everyone's trying to empower each other. Like like there's a piece of the pie for everybody, you know? And where before it was like, give me the whole pie. I'm yeah. gonna eat the whole thing myself. Where now it's like there's really room for everybody to grow and, and to be themselves and express themselves and that sort of thing. So so you're, yeah. you're a lot younger than I am. So did you feel like as an artist, you always, did you ever experience that sort of art community where everyone's competitive trying to sell stuff or were it, was it always sort of a collaborative community that you felt? Well, I actually, I, I, it's just recent that I'm getting into the art community for, for years I was a magazine editor. Oh yeah. And, um, so my work, I've really, really been working with paper only for about six years and um, when I first got started, like I, I, I was more in the magazine world. So it's only been a few years where I've been more into the art world. And since I've been, everyone's just so nice, mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, like let's help each other. Let's like let's yeah. Everyone is uh, to me is so friendly and and giving and everything. So. Because well, thinking about the Orlando mm-hmm. show that you were in with four other, I think it was four other artists, well, right? It was four of us all together. Four, okay, so three other artists, but now you're good friends with Boy Kong, right? Yeah, and yeah. And his wife. Yeah, Kira, so we went to the Springs yesterday and went yeah. swimming. Yeah, so um, yeah, so because of that show, we got to know um, each other and, and Peterson. Um, I After the show the other night, he has a new um, gallery uh, downtown right next to city arts and um i hung out with him for a while after after my show in his gallery and yeah it's just a nice little community that that we have 
That's great. And mm-hmm. so that I think is important too if you're ever doing a project or doing something is that you can go find people to help. Don't just, you know, get frustrated with it. Don't just hide it because you think it's a it's a great idea. Like go out and find those people that you can trust yeah. and that um, uh, can help you, uh, you know, lift it up. A yeah, little and more. move forward. And that's what's cool about Orlando is that it's still small enough where if – you want someone's opinion, you can just ask for it mm-hmm. and they'll m- more than likely be more than happy to give it to you. <laughs> I was thinking about, uh, as far as things that bring me joy, uh, spaces, mm-hmm. like places that I go that um, are compelling to me or, uh, you know, and maker spaces to me are, are one of those. But thinking back when I was younger too, uh, one of them was downtown Orlando. Because I started working there back in 99 and I worked there till about 2006. Mm. And so that was really the progression, the sort of last gasp of the uh, culture that they had there, the sort of uh, electronic music mm-hmm. culture and the late night culture and the having the weird quirky shops downtown yeah. through the, you know, the cleanup. I'm using air quotes because I don't <laughs> think it was really that. To it just shifted. Yeah, to Church Street becoming something that it wasn't anymore you know this tourist destination to basically an office complex Mm -hmm. uh to tourists stopping coming downtown and then sort of gaining the reputation that downtown's not safe right Mm -hmm. so people avoid there's hard to park and there's you know the homeless population and there's uh you know there's in general it's kind of shady but we can just go to disney springs yeah um so there was a there was a point of pride to me in knowing downtown and understanding downtown and working downtown, you get to know it a little bit more. And so that was an area that I, I, li- I really liked to go and I like to be in. So I don't know if there was anywhere like that for you when you were younger specifically, like uh, this is where maybe when you, as a magazine editor, this is where I like to work or this is where I like to go. Well, working, I was always just in the office. Um, so it's not like I was able to go out and yeah. do anything but um but yeah like but like how like for me like I like I just said I went to the springs yesterday the springs for me that's my happy place mm-hmm. like that's where my family goes and we just like like just have fun like that's that's where we our souls get rejuvenated type of thing so I have one other space. This is oh, from this. when I was very young. I'll go ahead and give you this. I kept mm. this as a memento, as an artifact from that. Um, so I was at Embry-Riddle for a mm-hmm. while. So I'd gone to, and I've mentioned this before on the show, but uh, I went to University of Florida out of high school and I flunked out. I wasn't ready oh. to be in college. And then I went to Daytona Beach State, uh, as it's called now. It used mm-hmm. to be Daytona Beach Community College. Uh, back, And I didn't really like that either. So it's kind of trying to figure out and trying to find my way. And I, I had a mentor. Uh, my mom introduced me to somebody at Embry-Riddle and uh, he ended up mentoring me a bit and I went to school there. And what I found was I was really good. So basically what we're looking at is the is my mathematics tutoring lab <laughs> name tag. Um, and for some reason, you know, this is me at 20, 22 years old, still very shy. Mm-hmm. not at all outgoing and very difficult for me to make friends. Mm-hmm. And what happened was I found that I was not only good at math, I wasn't just that obnoxious tutor <laughs> that just knows everything. I also was really good at teaching 
people That's about cool. math. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people there because, uh, you know, Embry-Riddle is traditionally a uh, school where you go to learn to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they have a lot of other programs as well, but at the time it was still a lot of pilots, a lot of people learning um, to be commercial pilots especially. And so they did have to do quite a bit of math. They had to learn some calculus. And so there were a lot of people there. And so I just... And people who know me from that time know I also put a little sign on this that said, I'm the smartest person here. (laughs) But for me to say something like that, for me to feel comfortable in that space and be able to talk to anybody that came in, I, that place, like, that's what I'm always trying to recreate. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I can, I don't want to be obnoxious Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, overbearing by any means, but if I can be in that same headspace of when I was in the math lab, then I'm in good shape. Yeah, because you were confident, you knew the stuff, yeah. and like you felt solid. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. Did you have a place like that? Um, um, or is that your studio now? Well, yeah, it's my studio now, but um, um, it's funny that, well, I have the opposite with the math lab. <laughs> because and just I, I, let's clarify here we're saying math lab yeah not math not lab. meth lab this is not a breaking bad situation here no so when i went to uh, ucf i studied astronomy and physics and some of the prerequisites i had to take some high level math classes mm-hmm. and um i couldn't understand calculus i couldn't understand i i tried so hard i was at the math lab Almost every single day. When were you there? Because I actually worked at the UCF math lab as well. I graduated UCF at, in 2000. We might have. Yeah, you, you might have. You might have helped, helped you. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I don't get it. I was it. the obnoxious <laughs> but really helpful one. Yeah, I, I could not for the life of me figure it out. And that's why I never became an astronomer. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's, you know, in many ways that's good for us. Mm-hmm. Because that means that you know, you're, you're more on the art side. So we get to see your art and experience your art and you still try to bring in an astronomy, uh, sort of feel to a lot of your art yeah, either I, with the names or with, uh, the actual, uh, artwork itself. Yeah. The ideas themselves. I like to, um, uh, add astronomical concepts to the pieces. And, um, while I'm working on, on the pieces, I think about astronomy and I think about like what's in the universe and our place in the universe and, and I think about like what it's like on other planets and what is dark matter and just these ideas that come in my head, these random ideas. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I don't know what dark matter is, but hopefully one day they'll figure it out. Eh, they'll probably invent it and then, you know, it'll be an addition to our soft drink. Oh, yeah. Now with 20% more dark matter. <laughs> So uh, speaking of drinks, uh, something that I didn't drink up until about 10 years ago is coffee. Uh, and now I love it. I'm not obnoxious about it, but uh, I do like a good cup of coffee. How I just you? started drinking it about a year ago. How's that working out for I you? I love it. Yeah. I, can, I now understand why everyone like <laughs> talks about it all the time and it's such a big deal because like for the longest time I was like, what? the big deal about coffee and then i started what feeling the caffeine coffee? <laughs> then i started feeling the caffeine i was like oh i like this so you're i feel like you're naturally bubbly but the caffeine helps as well yeah it helps okay great <laughs> 
So let's just take that coffee away from you before you have. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, let's listen to a song called Black Coffee by Willie Bobo okay. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. The To Be Decided just started season four on their YouTube channel. What is The To Be Decided? I just said it's a YouTube channel. Who is The To Be Decided? The hosts are Miller and Davis. They tell some stories, review music, and generally make some really great videos. When are the two be that's redundant? Miller is also responsible for all the bumper music on this episode, in case you were wondering. Check out youtube.com slash the to be decided for more. Back to the show. Willie Bobo with Black Coffee on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. I'm here with the effervescent Kelly Joy Ladd. Today's topic is things that bring us joy. Not just things, places, people, animals, vegetables, any noun, really, that brings you joy. So we talked a little bit about decluttering and getting rid of things. We talked a little bit about music and uh math yeah. lab math lab math, math. mathematics one lab. plus one <laughs> <laughs> should always clarify that as we're going to uh to the show uh so coming up next hour we have a pop quiz for you okay so things that bring me joy include trivia uh as unfortunately long as it's not calculus. for you yeah uh math also brings me quite a bit of joy but Willie Bobo, the reason I played that is because I worked at WUCF and I feel like that was really part of my musical journey was finding music that I love that I was uh, that I wouldn't normally experience. Right. Mm -hmm. So like being able to go, I would do a three hour show once a week and then I eventually did it three or four times a week. And it was from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Oh, so it was Late great. Night. Yeah. And so I got to play, I got to experiment and play around a little bit. Um, and so, you know, you would, for that, I would go in a little bit early and I would just grab a bunch of either the CDs or the albums mm-hmm. and listen to stuff and try to figure out what I was going to play. And so uh, that was one uh, that I discovered there, Willie Bobo. And uh, I love the sort of Afro Cuban jazz uh, music and uh, the feel of it. Um, This is another one we're going to play now is uh, the Carla Blay band. And this is the Lord is listening to you. Hallelujah. But before I play that, we're Mm -hmm. at the end of the first hour. Okay. So really quick, we can find you at city arts downtown. Yes. We can find your work there. You're not going to be there all the time, but uh, we can go see that metamorphosis is the name of the show. Uh, three artists. Three artists, yes. And uh, all female artists mm-hmm. are going to be there. Uh, the show lasts through July 13th, so please get down there and check it out. Um, City Arts, the new facility is really neat. Uh, you might know it as the the uh, gallery at Avalon Island yes. or the Avalon Island Gallery, whatever it was called before. It's now City Arts. But we can also find you online. Yes, I'm on Facebook, uh, Kelly Joy Lad, and Instagram, artist.kellyjoylad. And I would encourage everybody to follow you to see the neat things that you're doing and the visions that you're having in your head (laughs) and how they come to life on a canvas, whether by miles and miles of rope or thousands and thousands of pieces of paper. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So you don't do anything like efficiently. It's all about just a lot. It's all about painstaking 
lots and lots and lots and lots of whatever material I'm working with. Perfect. All right. So let's listen to a song. This is The Lord is Listening to You, Alleluia, the Carla Blay Band. And this is one of those songs where I would just, uh, you know, I was trying to find something that I could play. And I saw sometimes you just need a long song. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you're the only person there, you need a long song. You may need to have a restroom break or something along those lines or find the next few songs oh. that you're going to play. And so I saw this and I said, okay, it's seven minutes long. This is going to be great. And it turned out to be one of my favorite songs ever. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that was uh, that was the interesting thing about discovering music for a, for a radio show. What's that other long song from Guns N' Roses? November rain. Oh, How long yeah, is that song? They that's have a, a really long, long, long version of that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's the only other long song that I know of. Guns and or roses, I think is what they're known as now. Oh, are they? Yeah. Or. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. That's what they should be. <laughs> Axel, if you're listening, I apologize for that joke. Uh, you're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Orlando Story Club. Story Club. July 10th. It's a Wednesday, and it's when the next edition of Orlando Story Club is. Orlando Story Club is a competitive storytelling event where audience members volunteer and they have five minutes on stage to weave a tale that delights and inspires. You need it in your life because these are the stories of your neighbors and your community. You can volunteer to speak if you're feeling up to it, or you can also volunteer to judge. What's most important is you're there to support the other speakers, as well as the Kids House of Seminole, since all proceeds from the event go to that charity. It's only a $5 suggested donation. It's at the Abbey downtown, a great venue. I'll be there, and I'm hoping to get on stage. So take that with a grain of salt. For more, look for the Orlando Story Club on Facebook or on Google. Now back to the show. Jamiroquai on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from their Traveling Without Moving album. Oh, gosh, that was 1996. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, that was Drifting Along. That was also from the Zero Effect, the movie Zero Effect soundtrack, which was hmm. a little-known movie, comedy. movie. Yeah, Bill Pullman and uh, the guy whose name, Zoolander. What's that guy's name? Ben Stiller. That's the one. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for being here. Good morning. My name is Nick. The person you're hearing is a guy who can't remember things. I'm Nick Jorgudiu. I do this every week. Every week I have a very special guest who has a better memory than I do. This week's guest is Kelly Joy Ladd. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, So if you missed any of our interview, it'll be up next week. Uh, You can go to toacertaindegree.com to keep up on all the guests and the past episodes. And I would encourage you to also go listen to the episode where Kelly was first on. That was back in, I think it was March 1st of this year. And you can listen to that in, in in its entirety wherever you get podcasts hear about her process and her artwork and how she comes up with her great ideas and then follow her on the social medias, including Facebook and Instagram. Yes. All of that is accurate. All of that's accurate. Okay. And so we're talking today about things that bring us joy that comes up a lot in terms of, you know, decluttering your house Mm -hmm. and getting rid of things and only keeping the things that bring you joy. But it's not just the artifacts, right? It's the, it's the other things in your life that bring you joy and trying to find ways to incorporate that more into your life without it becoming a job. Yeah. 
So I was curious about this as an artist, Mm -hmm. you know, your, I'm going to use this term very loosely, job is to create artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you ever feel like, are you ever concerned about, because obviously creating things, being an artist brings you a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. And so do you ever, are you ever concerned that someday it'll become work? Sometimes, sometimes, um, there's, there's two sides of it. One, like when I do commissions and I, there's a creative process in that where sometimes they tell me the colors and everything. And, and that part is work because you want to please the client, but it's not really work, but it is in the sense that you have more guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's a lot more creative um, control that you have, but there are some things that you don't have control over. And I think that's, I mean, it's not work work, but the restraints are kind of work. It makes you a little more conscious of it, right? Because if you decided, so for example, one of the constraints you might have is the size of the piece. So if you're in the middle of a piece that you want to make, and you realize that your canvas isn't big enough for your vision, mm-hmm. you can change it. Right, exactly. But for a client, you would not be in that position. You'd be like, nope, got to keep going the way it is and do it exactly the way they need it to be done because otherwise it may not fit. Into the space that yeah. they needed or whatever, yeah. And so it's the same thing with with like colors, for example. of like, do like, do they like this shade of blue or this shade of blue? And and I might prefer a different shade, and but that's that's part of the process and it's a collaborative and so I have to think of it in that term as Mm -hmm. well. Have you, because I I think that anybody who has, you know, I'll I'll put the air quotes out there as clients, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes you have a client that you don't see eye to eye with. Have you ever had to say, like work with somebody, tried to collaborate and go, you know what, this probably isn't going to work out. Luckily, no. Oh, good. Yeah, luckily, everybody so far that I've been working with, like, it's it's been smooth sailing, so that's nice. Nice. Yeah. So it's all been boat related. Yeah. Smooth I do sailing. sail boats yeah. and yachts. You just do art on, on boats. <laughs> it's good with the paper. <laughs> <laughs> that, that salty sea air really... Really helps create a, a vision that you were going for. It helps with like the humidity with the paper. It's I nice. do okay, so I do like the idea of like soaking the paper in salty water and then letting it dry and having the salt oh, the on wrinkle? the paper. Oh, now yeah. here's a collaborative that we can yeah. do. I like this. Yeah, I'm salty. You're sweet. <laughs> so or sugar would work too, I guess. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I'll I'll let you. I'll give you some reams of paper. You can go to the beach and get it all and that's your process and then I'll you give it to me and I'll do my thing with it perfect okay I like everything about that especially the amount of work that I have to do <laughs> oh boy I yo. actually now I think about it now and it actually sounds like a lot of fun that could be really neat if yeah. it works yeah just, okay yeah so there well, we go because what I think you have to do so just taking it back a step from an artwork perspective and again this is something that brings you joy so I mm-hmm. think it's it's valid to talk about you had to move from doing paint into doing paper and now doing rope, uh, which you're experimenting with a little bit uh, because you couldn't really have certain chemicals in the house. Right, right. Because Alex, my husband, um, 
He has Lyme disease, and one of his conditions is a, is a symptom called multiple chemical sensitivity, and that means he couldn't be around any chemicals, paint, or whatever. And so at the time, I was just... I was doing things more for a hobby, and when I get home from work, I was just painting. And then when he got this condition, he was like, "You can't paint in the house anymore." I'm like, "What do you mean?" And like that, that gave me a little bit of anxiety because because I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to paint outside, and it's hot outside." And well, and you have this creative outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just started looking around the house, like, "What can I use?" And there were stacks of paper around, and envelopes, and different things. I'm like, "He can be around." paper let me see what i can do and you found a glue that worked that yep. didn't have any of the chemicals that exactly. would cause his uh yeah. his allergies to flare up no that's really neat so um i would encourage you to go see her artwork uh again on facebook and instagram what about you know thinking about music so you one of the ones that you had suggested was jamiroquai yes i so love jamiroquai that's why we played that um do you listen to music while you're making your art while you're doing your artwork and then why Jamiroquai what was some of the music that was like this is something that will also always take me back to a certain point in time in my life and you know it just fills me with this sense of satisfaction or this Mm -hmm. sense of happiness well I think um, when I first met my husband he's the one that introduced me to Jamiroquai and um, I loved it because it just it's different than like all the stuff that you hear on the radio or just there's a funkiness to it. Mm -hmm. And I also really liked it because a lot of his songs have an astronomy concept to it as well. Um, Yeah. Like there's cosmic girl and um, I don't know. There's just a bunch of them that, that if you listen to the lyrics, Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll hear astronomy type of ideas about it. And that always like, with me sure and um also during that time when i was first introduced to it um like it was just a carefree time in my life Mm -hmm. and um that's like where i met like a lot of my friends and we just hung out all the time just listening to jamiroquai very nice yeah and then what about are there any other types of music or any other artists that you know really do that for you or is it just you know that's sort of the epitome yeah, of it. Yeah, that's and and you know last year, um, some of my friends we we got to see them in concert. They never come to America, mm-hmm. and um, they came last year for the first time in like fifteen years. And so we flew up to New York to go see them, and it was just yeah, it was great. Oh wow, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I imagine like going to see them in something like New York City, and was it a pretty packed show? It and was, everybody it was had, sold out, and it was yeah. just them because they they did festivals all around the country, and I think that was their only solo show. And so it was like fans. So like everybody knew all the words and everyone was dancing and it was just because they never come to America. So yeah. everyone everyone came to see them. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very nice. And what about, uh, we, I know we talked about this on the show and you know, you are doing things when you're creating your art, like for example, cutting pieces of paper, tearing mm-hmm. pieces of paper, uh, cutting rope now, yeah. I would imagine. And you're doing sort of this, uh, uh, thing over and over again yeah, right it's very you're, monotonous so you're watching uh tv or yeah. you're listening to podcasts you're listening to music all of that yeah. yeah yeah so i watch documentaries a lot of space documentaries um i watch um series different series and and it's funny because like like i'll watch like 
I'll binge watch and just have it in the background. So like there's some pieces that when I think of the show, I think of that piece because mm-hmm. they're like connected. Like like my husband and I a few years ago, we were we were really behind on Lost. Like it was like years later after like it finished and stuff that we started watching it. So there's one piece in particular that is associated with that show Lost because I was making it while I was watching that show. Oh, yeah, so that's kind of influenced yeah, it's a just little bit. The, yeah. the energy is in there. Yeah. <laughs> if that okay. makes sense. Um, yeah, so I listen to podcasts. I listen to music. And yeah, I just always have something in the background. So I guess the other thing, if we do this uh, saltwater paper thing, mm-hmm. uh, then I want you when you're making that piece, and of course, I know you're not going to do this, but I appreciate you uh, uh, humoring me. Uh, when you're, listen- you're listening to my podcast. Oh, when you're doing that so we get some of my energy in it i love that i thought you were gonna say listen to whale sounds so (laughs) no i would i don't know that i've ever said that nor will i ever tell anybody to do that okay good so i can i can totally listen to because that sounds like something you would say in front of your kids when you don't want to swear uh go listen to whale sounds Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, you yeah. can go listen to oil sounds. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Um. Just getting back to music for a second. There was a song that I wanted to play this morning because I am. You know, I, I think we all have that. Uh, something is happening outside. It's a garbage truck. Okay. Great. Uh, we have that part of us that likes music that maybe we're a little ashamed of. Mm-hmm. So I'm a I'm a pop I'm a romantic pop music guy. Uh, my daughter is very much into Taylor Swift, and I am on board for that. So I listen to a lot of that, and so this was one that I think was in um, uh, possibly like 500 Days of Summer or 500 Days of it was a romantic comedy of some kind. But I like it a lot. It's Regina Spector. Uh, it's called Us. I love Regina Spector. Okay, good. Yeah. So we'll listen to that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Do you have any uh, shamey things you want to admit to in terms of liking music? Um, there, I do. Taylor Swift, there is a couple of catchy songs okay. that I'll sing along to. Right, so yeah, good. I'll admit right. that. All right, that's it. That's all you'll admit. <laughs> uh, you're going to hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. You have a social media account of some kind. You have a brand you're trying to establish. You're thinking to yourself, how can I get some affordable and stylish props to use to help tell my story? That's where Brand Knuckles comes in. Through the magic of 3D printing, Brand Knuckles uses all of the dimensions to create a piece you can use as a giveaway to customers, as a way to brand your images, and many other applications. Go to Instagram.com slash Brand Knuckles to learn more. And now, back to the show. Regina Spector on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was us from the album Soviet Kish, Kitsch. Soviet Kitsch. I don't know how to pronounce that word. (laughs) Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This is episode 20. And for such a momentous occasion, I brought back uh, one of my favorite guests. I say that to all the guests. I was about to say I that. I do not say that to all the guests. <laughs> Kelly Joy Ladd is here. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. 
Thank you so much for being here. And uh, go see Kelly's uh, exhibition mm-hmm. along with two other amazing female artists. Uh, two other amazing artists. Well, they're female. Well, yeah. So it's an all-female uh, show. It was curated uh, by a woman. Mm-hmm. And so that's really neat because you don't see that that often. So that's the only reason I was pointing it out. Um, but uh, that's down at City Arts downtown. And that'll run through July 13th. So you only got a little over two weeks to see that. Yes. So come down and let me know what you think. And at the end of it, I am going to uh, take one of Kelly's works and just parade it around town. Okay. I'll just drive around with it. In a and a convertible? Ooh. Yell at people to go to your site <laughs> and do that. Uh, so Regina Spector, I really like that song because it's a, a, a romantic song. I, I'm hopeless on many levels, including mm-hmm. romantic. And there's something about it, though, that she's talking about, like, she's looking back at a relationship and how wonderful it was. So I think there was that, you know, very interesting way of telling a story rather than just talking about how we met or why we're in love right now. It's, you know, we were so in love. The first line is they'll build a statue of us. Mm. And so I think that was really neat. And that was a song that really uh, that gets me mm. right here. Kelly, you know what else gets me? What? Trivia. Okay, here I love it comes. trivia so <laughs> much. Now, did we do trivia last time you were here? It was, yes. We did it about um, Zach Morris, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did a little Zach Morris because it was his birthday, Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and you knew a lot about him. It was a little <laughs> bit disturbing. Well, luckily, I am now outsourcing my trivia, so it's not just Zach Morris <laughs> and Saved by the Bell related. Uh, Simon Time is the name of the gentleman who does the trivia for me now. And so he's going to give you five questions. Okay. Um, if you want to learn more it. about Simon Time, you can go find him on Facebook. He does trivia live around town. But here's the thing. Okay. Five questions. Okay. Five potential answers. Okay. If you get all five right, we become best friends yes, yes, for the yes. next week. Only it, a week? Yeah, I feel like till the next time I do trivia with somebody, um, I can only have one best friend at a time. Okay. Well, okay, how about this? Best friends until the next time somebody gets five right. Okay. Okay. Four right, you are you go up a notch in terms of friendship level. Okay. So we're already pretty good, mm-hmm. but you go up. Three, we stay the same. Two, we actually get downgraded. One or fewer, which is zero, we, I become your most bitter enemy for the next week. Okay. So not only am I not a fan of yours, I'm actively trying to, <laughs> to harm sabotage me. you. <laughs> not harm, not harm. I'm not going to put that out there, but sabotage. Okay. Yeah. So we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. What do you think about that? Okay. No pressure. No pressure. Are you ready for the first question? Let's do it. Mr. Nick, this is Simon Time from the Simon Time Trivia Show with your weekly dose of quiz for to a certain degree. We've got five questions for you and Kelly that begin right now. Number one, name the artist who made his name with paintings of items such as soup cans and Coca-Cola bottles. I know this one. Mm. It's Andy Warhol. Let's see if you're correct. That artist is the famed Andy Warhol. Yes. Okay, you're one for one. All right. We're still at the enemy stage, but all you have to do is get one more right. Okay. And you're out of that. Now, Andy Warhol famously did a lot of pop art, but also had sort of a, what did he call it? The warehouse, I think. 
I think so. his uh, his place where he had people working on the prints and stuff like that. So it wasn't just him doing it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you ever want to get to that point as an artist where you're sort of just telling people what to do? Well, like a Jeff Koons type of person, yeah, that'd be cool because because. <laughs> My my paperwork, it's a slow process. Mm-hmm. So if I could have a couple people working on a couple different things at a time, like I could make more things more quickly. So so still your vision. Still my vision. Still exactly the way you would make it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and under your direction. Under my direction. Okay. Yeah. Why I was not? just curious about when Andy Warhol came up, I was like, that's a, that's a good question for her. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next question? Ready. Number two. Give me the name of the artist who painted a work titled The Persistence of Memory. The Persistence of Memory. Of Memory. Um, I have no idea, to okay. be honest. All right. Um, I could go old school and say Michelangelo, but I really don't know. <laughs> okay. Persistence of Memory. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I, um... I'm a self-taught artist. So. <laughs> That's fine. No one's judging you, Kelly. We're very much judging you. People are yelling at their radios right now. No, I'm kidding. All right. Are you ready for the I'm answer? Ready for the You're answer. saying Michelangelo. Yeah. You're not saying somebody more modern. More modern. Maybe um, slightly older than Andy Warhol, but more modern than Michelangelo. Pollock? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That falls in that range. That answer is the man whose museum you can find in our home state, Salvador Dali. No. (laughs) I forgot about Dali. Have you ever been to the Dali Museum? I have a few times. Yep. So knowing the design of it, the crazy Mm -hmm. design of it, uh, is what would your museum look like? Oh, I think I'm really into circles, so like, like a circle, like kind of like the Guggenheim kind of, where it's like. Oh, so you go yeah. up to the top and you go around. Yeah, why not? I like that design. I would like to. Let's do that. Okay. But let's rent roller skates at the top. Oh my god! Yes. So and then just put your work really far apart. So there's only like <laughs> ten pieces in the whole twenty-story building, but that you're going so, so fast that you know you can see them pretty quickly. Yeah, and if you okay. can't roller skate, you can get a scooter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you can't do either of those, get out. Well, we can get sleds. Luge. It could be the first <laughs> luge museum. Okay. I kind of want to give you half a point for that one. Okay. So you're one and a half. Yes. You're no, out of the danger zone. Yeah. Question number three. In front of which famous art gallery will you find a large glass pyramid? Oh, that's in Paris. Mm. That's, um, I'm going to say it wrong. Maybe the Louvre. The the loofah. Loofah? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, where you scrub with your... Yeah, um... you scrub. Yeah. (laughs) The answer is the Louvre. The Louvre. I think it's... Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But uh, yeah, okay. So two and a half. Okay, two and a half. So you're almost at uh, sea level. You're almost back to where we started in terms of our friendship level. Okay. Question number four. Let's move from art to a little bit of paper trivia. Approximately how many tons of paper 
and paperboard are used by Americans every year? Is it 50 million, 70 million, or 100 million? So how many say... tons of paper? And considering, you know, you're out there right. using a lot. Right. I'm going to say 100 million. 100 million. Yeah, because I use about... One million myself, so. <laughs> One million tons of paper every year. The answer, 70 million. Oh. oh. So what are you at? Two and a half? Yes. Okay. You got to get this next one right. Okay. We're All gonna, right. All right. I need us to be best friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the final question, guys, is a two-part answer. Name the two countries. That are the world's leading producers of paper. Okay, so I'll give okay. you. Do you want three? Do you want to be able to name three countries? Uh, let's do three. Okay, okay, let's do that. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Canada. I'm going to guess the United States and China. Okay. Are you ready for the answer? I'm ready for the answer. Those answers are us, the United States, and our northern neighbors of good old Canada. Everybody, the U.S. and Canada. Those have been your five questions for Kelly and to a certain degree. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thank Simon. You. Simon Time, everyone. You can hear uh, he does a Simon Time podcast, Simon Time Trivia Show podcast. You can find that on PFT Media. It's also available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And Simon does trivia around town. He does it seven nights a week. Wow. Yeah, all over the place. Uh, you can check out the schedule and more on Facebook.com slash slash, not slot, not sash. I mean, I guess sometimes he wears a sash. Uh, <laughs> Simon Time Trivia. So thank you. So yeah, we're pretty good friends. Yes. Okay. I would say that. So you went up to three and a half. So that means uh, just above where we were before. So okay. we're not best friends. I'm not going to shower you with praise and presents and other things. Oh, okay. But that's, that's okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. While we're dealing, get. while we're dealing with that, uh, let's listen to a song. This is a local band. Actually, I don't think they're around anymore. They were first called sidecar and then later on became Donna ride. This is maybe it's all right from Wise Man's Parade on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode was recorded live on June 24th, 2019 on WPRK 91.5 FM. You will hear things on WPRK that you won't hear anywhere else because it's college radio. College radio and chaos. Why chaos? All the DJs are volunteers, and so they play the songs they want to with some checks and balances, of course. You'll hear songs you won't hear anywhere else and a bunch that you haven't heard in a while, I guarantee. There's always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Now back to the show. Diana Ride on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Maybe it's all right is the name of the song. Wise Man's Parade is the name of the album. Local band, Diana Ride. I remember going to see them when they would play places like The Social or when it was before that, when it was the Sapphire Supper Club and other places downtown. And that song in particular would get me. There's that change up in the middle sort of going from a slower song to a faster song and stuff like that. 
Good morning. My name is Nick. I have a very special guest, as I do every week. Kelly Joy Ladd is here. We're talking about things that bring us joy. Mm-hmm. Things Joyful that things. Joy. Yeah, things that make us happy. So we talk a lot about, you know, like decluttering your house, getting rid of the stuff that is just, you've had it forever uh, and it just doesn't have that spark anymore. And I find that I have a little bit of ADD when it comes to artwork, mm-hmm. especially like I want it either in a different place. I have to move it like every six months or so, or I need something new there. Like I, not that I get sick of the piece, but my appreciation kind of wanes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I just need something new there so I can, you know, almost that absence makes the art grow fonder. <laughs> I think that's the thing. So if we could figure out some sort of trade out system. Oh, that'd be. Yeah. Where you nice. just, you know, for the next two months, you take one of mine and I'll take one of yours. And then that way we get to appreciate new things every once in a while. That's great. That's a good idea. Okay. I like that. Uh, so we'll, it's basically art sharing. We'll have an app for it and everything. (laughs) Because a lot of times some people don't have enough room in their house for all their art. Yeah, and so so it goes into the drawer Yeah, under the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a good idea. Okay, I'm going to pitch that as a bad business idea in the future. Uh, So we are talking about things that bring us joy. Kelly, do you have like a list of things that just bring you a lot of joy? Yes, I have a list. Hit us. Hit us with your joy. All right. So this one we already talked about, but it's photo albums. Mm-hmm. I love photo albums. Okay. Um, another one, um, all the girls out there can relate to this, dresses with pockets. Because I'll tell you, guys, you don't get it. Like, we don't have pockets. They don't put pockets in some pants uh, or anything. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, hey, so if you can get dresses, what? What as another <laughs> bad business idea, could we add pockets to women's clothes? I think that'd be a great business idea. Okay. Yeah. Let's look into that. Okay. I love that. Because between the two of us, neither one of us have any, you know, fabric related skills, I don't think. No. So between the two of us, we We should have at least one. Yeah. Okay. A live rope. I have darned a sock. (laughs) I will say that. Um, Here's some other ones. Walking in the rain barefoot. Okay. I love that. Absolutely. Because I, um, I used to live near my high school and I would walk home after school and I loved it when it was like torrential downpour and I would just take off my shoes and socks and just walk home in the rain, just mm-hmm. completely soaked. Sort of that warmish water. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, not like in a gross not way. Not in a gross way, but it was it just It feels like, like it's clean yeah. and everything, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And all your schoolwork is getting soaked, soaked so you could say... it really didn't matter. That's, I'm sorry I couldn't uh, do that work tonight because my stuff is all wet. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Very um, nice. <laughs> invitations to lunch. Mm. I'll almost always say yes. Um, I love Rice Krispie treats and s'mores. Love them. Together or separate? Both, sure. All of it together or Have separate. Have you ever incorporated Rice Krispie treats into a s'more? No, but that's a great idea. Okay, we should try that. I mean, it's marshmallow. They're both marshmallow yeah. related, right? So, sure. They're in the same family. They're in the same family. <laughs> um... Soft, cozy blankets. Do you um, have, okay, so do okay. you have much of a sweet tooth? Um, like, are those just your two favorites? Those or? are my two favorites, but it depends. It just depends. Yeah. It depends. But you know what I love is this thing called Yonana. I don't know if you know what it is. Mm-mm. 
So I should. It sounds really, like you're making a grandmother joke. <laughs> no, I really should be the spokesperson for this machine. It's a machine where you put fresh fruit in and it blends it into ice cream. And I swear to God, it tastes just like ice cream. You can put frozen bananas and strawberries and blueberries or whatever. And it just creams up the fruit so much. It tastes just like ice cream. And we throw what? little chocolate chips in there. So wait, wait, wait. So what are you putting in as far as ingredients go? Just frozen fruit? Frozen fruit. And that's it. And it's not just blending it like a smoothie. No, it it creams it. And it it I give it to friends when they come over and they're like, wow, it tastes just like ice cream. I'm like, I know. It's delicious. Like sorbet-ish kind no. of ice cream? No. Ice cream. Uh, no. Do you have, is there some sort of printer pack you have to replace every once in a while? No. This I, sounds like witchcraft. It is witchcraft. Okay. But it's delicious witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's heaven. It's heaven. Okay. So you need to come over and uh-huh. I'll make you some of your Nana and then you'll be like, oh, I understand. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this is some sort of cult related thing. <laughs> Great. Um, and then the only other thing I have is just hanging out with friends who like get you where yeah. you can just be yourself and be goofy and it doesn't matter how goofy you are. What about traveling with friends? I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, just you're just laughing the whole time. You know, I like that. All right. How about the stuff, the uh, unjoy, the anti-joy list? The anti-joy list. All right. Here we go. Rodeos. Do not like rodeos. Okay. So I guess my first question would be, how many have you been to? I've been to one. Okay. I went to one about a week and a half ago. Oh, this is a recent (laughs) experience. This is a recent experience. I do not like rodeos. Sorry, all the cowboys out there. But. Lots of, I mean, this skews, the show skews very big with cowboys. Yeah, sorry guys. But and cowgirls. Yeah. Cowwomen? Cowgirls, cowboys, girls. Okay. Yeah. I went to a rodeo and I just didn't like how they were mean to the bulls. Okay. And I didn't like how they were mean to the cows. So I don't like rodeos. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's that simple. Yeah. No, that seems very simple. <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting rodeos to be the first thing on your list, but uh, now that I understand that it was you know, very recent in mind. Very recent. Yeah. Okay. I was in Dallas, so that's where I went to go see a rodeo. Gotcha. All right. I don't recommend it. Um, high heels. I don't like high heels. Same. Good. At least we're on the same page with that. I don't like mean people. I don't like it when your battery phone battery is at 1% and you can't find your phone charger or you don't have one at all. And there's that like, ah, feeling of like the 1%. You're going to be, yeah, you're going to be disconnected from the world in a moment. Yeah. Do you ever, I'm curious about like when you're working, when you're doing your stuff, do you have to put your phone away? Oh, no. It's there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll pick it up. My hands are full of glue and they're sticky. And I'm like, hold on one second. Or I'll, my phone just becomes sticky. <laughs> that happens what a about lot. As a distraction, right? Like, you know, oh, I better check Facebook before I get, oh, isn't, is it more convenient when it is dead for you? No, actually, when I'm in the zone, mm-hmm. I'm in the zone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, like, it's hard for me to stop. 
type of thing. So yeah. So like when I get a phone call, it's like, okay, I'll have to answer that. But (laughs) so if we could just know what your work schedule is, we know not to call you. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, then I'll be like, oh hi, I'm gluing right now. Um, so I also don't like buying clothes online. That's a enjoyable event for me because I never know if it's gonna fit. And I never like it's gonna Sending be a waste stuff of time. Back and yeah. 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 So that's not true. I'm definitely that me. way with shoes. I kind of like the terror and thrill of getting clothes in the mail and then wondering if it's gonna fit. Yeah. yeah. To me it's it's but not stressful. so much shoes. I like going I got when I was younger, I got very much into going to Ross and finding the shoes that were at the, you know, the super clearance ones, mm-hmm. you know, bright green or just the wrong size and everything. And that <laughs> and you just try still, to fit them into your feet like yeah. Cinderella and you're like, it's going to fit. And then you wear them anyways yep. or where you buy them anyways. You don't really wear them. Exactly. But you bought them because they were three dollars. Yeah. That's that to me is the best shoe shopping that I'll ever do in my life. Yeah, the three dollar green. <laughs> yeah, shoes. raw shoes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, is that your list? That's pretty much my list. Your enjoy list. My enjoy list. What's on your enjoy list? Uh, there's just a few things. Um, I, I got into this habit a few months ago, so I like to have stuff on in the background, just like you do. But what I started doing was sometimes I don't necessarily want to like I'm not in the mood for a new show, mm-hmm. so I'll watch something that I've already watched before. So mm-hmm. I'll go back through Parks and Rec and maybe pick up a couple of things that I missed the first time around. But um, I started like hate watching oh. a couple of shows. Are you familiar with this term? No. Okay, I don't do so that. it's it's a show that you definitely don't like. Okay, but you watch it just so you can be sort of incredulous about it. I'm sure everybody <laughs> has a different definition of what a hate watch is um but yeah that was uh entourage californication um shows that just didn't really age that well Mm. and so watching them now is just kind of cringy oh and you know and i like i'm like i i should stop this i should stop watching this i liked entourage though Pardon me? I liked that show, Entourage. I liked it when it first came out. I have to rewatch it, and then I might feel the same way. I'm, and I don't want to influence you in any way, <laughs> but it is the way that they treat female characters, oh. the way that they act, you know, those sorts yes. of things. And frankly, nothing bad. Right? There was no drama ever, but it wasn't like a pure comedy yeah. either. Um, so, you know, always everything always going their way. Uh, just kind of got me after mm. a while. But you know what? I watch Friends sometimes, like reruns, and there's some cringe-worthy moments in those, oh, those one, shows too. Yeah, I mean, look, and you're always going to have that, but I think for something that, you know, I, I thought I liked at the time, mm-hmm. um, or I did like at the time, and now I'm watching it going back and going, all yeah. you have to do, like this seems, in hindsight, is twenty twenty, but this seems really obvious not to have this in there or not to have this type mm. of reaction or something like that. Yeah. I yeah. Get it. So yeah, I think there's that. Um, I think there's, uh, uh, let me think. No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's the stuff that does not bring me joy. We're running out of time. So that's why I'm saying that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so something that does bring me joy is Orlando theater hour. And that's coming up in a few minutes. Ashley Ann Gardner will be here with another great hour about the stuff that's going on in the theater community here in Orlando. So I would encourage everybody to stay tuned for that. 
uh, listen to to a certain degree. Uh, listen to a show called To a Certain Degree. That sounds <laughs> a little bit better. Uh, you'll get shows like with uh, you, Kelly Joy Ladd, an interview, and we talk a lot about your process, and we did some bad business ideas and some mm-hmm. different trivia related to Saved by the Bell. And I won that one. Totally. And we were best friends for that week. Totally won that one. Yes. Yes, I remember that fondly. And, uh, you know, get out there and listen to some and go see some local music. So we played uh, Mark with a C earlier. Definitely go support him. He's got a show coming up in August, which is going to be really cool. And uh, we can play a song here from uh, Katie Patton in a second, another local musician who's been on the show before. She's got a brand new song called Midas. But before that, Kelly Joy Ladd, where can we find you and see some of your work? You can see some of my work right now at City Arts Orlando, downtown on Magnolia and Pine. Um, my work will be there until July 13th. And then you can s- come say hi to me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram, it's artist.kellyjoylad. And Facebook, it's just Kelly Joy Lad. And if you just look up and do a search for Kelly Joy Lad, you'll can find, find my you. website. Too. Yes. And you're out there. And that's Lad with 2D. Lad with 2Ds. Joy with 1O. 1O. And Kelly with a Y. A Y and oh, two and L's. Joy with a Y. Yes. Okay, and loud with no Y. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay, great. <laughs> Glad we had that little talk. Uh, and so, again, go to to a certain degree.com, find all the old shows, subscribe wherever you subscribe to them. Stay tuned for the Orlando Theater Hour. Kelly, let's shake hands. Okay. Because I think that makes for good radio. Yes. Thank very you. nice. You got a very strong handshake. Is that from Taryn? Um, yeah, all the doing paper. Doing all the paper stuff? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to get my elbow relocated because it's been dislocated. Uh, This is Katie Patton with her brand new song called Midas on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to Odd Numbers. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to Odd Numbers, episode 20. Where do you go from here? Hurry up and get to Kelly's show at City Arts. If you don't make it over there in time, it ends July 13th, don't forget. Or even if you do, follow her on all the social medias. Also visit toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks.